0: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I'm Blake Oliver. And I'm David Leary. And we are at Sweet World in Las Vegas, talking to accountants, developers. Uh, we just spoke with Evan Goldberg yesterday. And now we are going to get to meet with some NetSuite accountants. So joining us today is Zenia Tovchik from Mozilla. Welcome to the show, Zenia.
1: Yeah, thank you very much, David and Blake. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: You are the head of global accounting operations at Mozilla. And I understand from taking a look at your LinkedIn profile that you have talent, you have team members all over the world. You yourself uh, are have quite traveled, <laughs> uh, originally from Ukraine, correct, and yeah. then you spent time in Spain. Correct. It, yeah. Where are you now? <laughs> well, right now we're in Vegas, but where yeah, are I don't you? I know. do <laughs> It's a nice place to be in
1: Vegas, I guess. So yeah, that's correct. I do have team members all over the world. So I do have team which is uh, yeah, scattered between Berlin, San Francisco, then we have also somebody on the East Coast, and then of course have people in India. are all reporting to me, so that's a lot of fun. Um, I've been with Mozilla for three years and have been working primarily in the Berlin office, so I've been living in Berlin for eight years. And just a month ago, I have relocated back to Spain, to Canary Island, so.
0: Canary Island. Yeah, a very
1: what? fancy place, an island in, um, in the I've... middle of Atlantic. I've heard, it,
0: I've heard of it, but I don't know exactly where it is. So it's in on the west coast, off the west coast
1: of side? Africa. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I mean, is it hard to get around when you're in the Canary Islands? Is it easy to travel?
1: Well, you need a car to get it around. Uh, my island, Tenerife, has two airports, north and south. I live just close by to the north airport, which is more local. But for me to travel internationally, I need to get to the south airport, which is a like one hour drive. So, okay. but otherwise it all works out. <laughs>
0: Well, it's safe to say that Mozilla has embraced remote work.
1: Absolutely. We are a remote-first company. Uh, before COVID, we have 51% of our workforce working remotely, and now I think it's nearly everybody. We just have two offices that are real office locations in Berlin and Toronto, and the rest are co-working spaces. So people are just going to travel to places to get together, and they work where they essentially want to.
2: And for our listeners that maybe are not don't know who Mozilla is, it's Firefox. Yes. And, and then, and David, so <laughs> David was super excited when
0: he found out we were going to get to talk to you, Zenia, because he is a massive Firefox fan.
2: Has... I do you not even have Google Chrome installed on my computer? <laughs> I refuse to install. So. We,
1: we just did an amazing marketing campaign in Germany, which was a little bit, I don't know, with a gist, would say so. So basically, the message was something like Safari is a good browser to download Firefox. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Um, yes, we have Firefox as our primary product, but we also have other things that we do. So it's not only Firefox and, and such.
2: So how, are, like, how big is Mozilla currently? And like what are the business, obviously, of Firefox? And mm-hmm. I don't even know if I pay for anything. Like, well, like, that sounds like two know. questions there. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to understand the business model of Firefox. How,
0: maybe. Do, how does Mozilla make money? Yeah. How about oh, that? How does
1: Mozilla make money? money? That's a great question. It's, a, it's an interesting one. So there are different ways of making money, of course. We have different revenue streams, and um, the majority of our money comes from partnership with Google.
0: Oh, so somebody searches on Google, right. like in the search within bar. Within the browser. Within the browser, yeah. and Mozilla gets paid.
1: Right, so this okay. is kind of in a nutshell, but of course there are different revenue streams within that, so there are sponsored tabs; you can search things, and so on and so forth, so there are different ways of, kind of getting money back to Mozilla. Interesting.
2: is Mozilla a nonprofit? I think, didn't it go through some cycles of being like a public company, is private, is it profit like what is the current entity mm-hmm. of Mozilla?
1: Right, um, so thank you for this question, first of all. Mozilla was founded 25 years ago, so NetSuite and Mozilla are celebrating both 25th <laughs> right. anniversary this year. It's a big year. Uh, so Mozilla was founded in uh, uh, 1998, I believe, if my math is correct. Yeah. I'm an accountant, I cannot be wrong. <laughs>
0: Don't uh, ask us to do math live on the show; <laughs> it never works out. I have, really,
1: I really wanted to. Broadline
0: well, I've got my computer here; I can pull up Excel, and we can we That's can do not it.
1: Fair. Yeah. <laughs> so, Mozilla was founded, um, yeah, twenty five years ago by a group of um, engineers. Actually, the one that came out of Netscape, if you remember those, those times. I'm not sure if your listeners will remember that or not. Maybe some of them.
0: Hey, I remember Nets- Netscape. It was, you know, a beautiful time.
1: Yeah. So, what they did essentially, they open-sourced Netscape, and this is how Firefox came to life. And uh, first of all, it was uh, mostly, you know, the project that was made out of, let's say, goodwill and good heart. Um, and, but all the goodwill and good heart has to be maintained with a little bit of cash, because we need cash to pay for things. And <laughs> even for coffee or for a drink, we, we need that, and we accountants love cash, of course. So of course we needed to find sources of revenue. So we partnered with different um, different companies, and one of them, of course, was um, was Google. But we are not partnered with Google um, exclusively. We also partner with Bing. We also have partnership with you know other other folks around the industry. Um, so Mozilla. Um, so first of all, the so first part is making money from search. Another thing, we also have products that are subscription based. Such as Mozilla VPN, we also uh, acquired, read it later, Pocket about five, six, seven years ago, something like that. Pocket, the uh,
0: the Pocket. app. Yeah, the
1: app. Yeah. Yeah. I, I used to use Pocket. I still use
2: it
1: yeah. So maybe you're paying for Pocket. Yes. And <laughs> if, <laughs> if you are using Mozilla VPN, you're probably paying for Mozilla VPN. So all these um all these fantastic products are have uh, an account which is integrated with um, Firefox. So if you log in into your browser and create your account within Firefox, then you would also be able to use this account for Pocket, use this account for VPN and other Mozilla products that kind of come along. So we do have a little bit of money over there, Uh, but of course it's all, um, yeah, the majority as I said is search business.
0: Search business and some subscriptions.
1: Subscriptions, a little bit of advertising revenue, of sponsored advertising on Pocket and so on so
0: so we're here to talk about netsuite we're yes. at sweet world <laughs> so we got to ask um, and i ask this of every guest mm-hmm. if you had to say on a scale of zero to hundred percent how much of the suite you are using how much of the suite is the is mozilla using
1: well we just went live in january so this is our 10 10 month of being live in NetSuite. Okay. And I came to this conference to learn what can I do more. So I was the one who was leading the implementation project together with my team. That's been a, a wild ride, I would say so. But I'm so grateful for us all pulling it that through. That's just amazing team so, effort.
0: So how long have you been at Mozilla?
1: For three years.
0: Three years, okay. So you yeah. came in and they did not have NetSuite? Right. And you decided we got to do this. Uh, right. What, what, what was Mozilla using before? I Sage it Okay. Yeah. And why why did you switch?
1: Well, Sage & is a great system, I would say. However, it um, was not suitable for the growing business needs, essentially. So we needed to have a bit more visibility. We needed to have a bit more transparency, ability to drill down to transaction and take informed decisions. What we're doing right now, together with our FPA and a colleagues, so County f p a and essentially all organization partner on the strategic project called Product p we want to understand what exactly is our product, a profit per product, and what expenses there for this particular products. Uh, given Mozilla revenue model, of course, we do have a lot of money from Firefox, but we also want to invest in strategic initiatives, in innovation. And as each innovation, each of product, they, they require money first. So essentially, you put money there, maybe you're uh, not profitable for a while. But then this is the thing where you can develop and that can be a source of revenue for Mozilla going forward. So
2: started there three years ago, no NetSuite at that time. So did you have previous experience with NetSuite? Because I imagine to roll it out in basically two years, you had to start on day one, you made the decision. So did you have a previous experience?
1: Well, it was even more interesting than that. I didn't have previous experience with NetSuite. I had a little bit of experience implementing one of the modules of system called uh, Business World Unit 4 in my previous company. I worked for get Your guide before, Uh, but I was very brave and very motivated. And if you're talking about two years, that's not how it started. We decided to implement NetSuite in July and we went live in January. So it's been done in five months by the team of five, six people that were having their accounting responsibilities on top. Led by me, very, you know, ambitious, brave, but non-technical person. And of course, supported by my manager and the rest of the team over there. But we, we didn't have like a project manager. We didn't have a technical resource from Mozilla, but we had great support from Nets with professional services. And I'm forever grateful to, to some people from that team that actually kind of helped us to pull off the project.
0: So. Getting back to the original question, which is how much of the suite are you using? Which modules have you implemented so
1: far? So, so far we're using the basic financial model, then advanced uh, revenue management. I think it's called RM, advanced revenue management. That's for the
0: RevRec, right? RevRec,
1: yeah. Then we're using fixed assets. And uh, I think that's pretty much it, essentially for now.
0: And any plans to expand? You said you were here to learn more.
1: Yes, I'm definitely here to learn more. What I'm doing the majority of time is just kind of talking to people trying to understand how they're using NetSuite. What is working? What is not working? Uh, I'm trying to kind of talk to partners that are offering services that are on top of NetSuite to understand okay this is what you're offering that means that might not be working very well with NetSuite or NetSuite might go let's say 80 percent and there's another 20 percent that could be fixed with this solution. But My, like, the interesting conversation that I have is just going to run the lunch table or with other folks that are saying, listen, we're just doing this. So I was just having my lunch and I just found out that NetSuite rolled out invoicing module that was signed with Avalara last week. So this is what you found. So I rushed to Avalara (laughs) and said, okay, how can we do this? And I said, no, this is actually NetSuite. So, when I'm going back, I'm planning to reach out to our account rep and just going to discuss what can we do there. And probably that could be a solution for us. Speaking about IP automation, um, you know, the old-fashioned way is to type the invoice in. The newer way is to use the OCR. So, just kind of recognize characters from the PDF and so on. But the new, new way is actually to use the e-invoicing, when an invoice is actually flowing to your system without the need of OCR. So I'm very excited about that, Uh, it's very early to talk about it, but that's something I'll be looking into.
0: E-invoicing here in the United States is almost non-existent. Uh, It's not something the government mandates, Mm -hmm. and so we are at best sending PDFs back and forth via email, but it's different in Europe and the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. A lot of companies have moved to this e-invoicing system. Mm -hmm. Can you describe how that works for our listeners?
1: Um, to be fair, we still haven't implemented it in Mozilla. It, I haven't used it before, but as I said, I'm very brave and I'm willing to try new things.
0: <laughs> well, maybe, correct me if I'm wrong, but like the, yeah. the way I, I envision it working is, let's say you have a supplier or a vendor yeah. that's on NetSuite or even another ERP system. Mm-hmm. When they send the invoice, mm-hmm. their invoice becomes a bill in your system. That's... Just seamlessly. It, the system's yeah, top. that's
1: that how it's supposed to work, yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, that would be kind of amazing if we had that. But
2: I think that's the the promise. But then the way things, Mo- Mozilla is open source, tries to play fair, sense of community, good enough. Of course, a lot of the accounting systems, they're going to often play nice with each other to move these back and forth. I they're don't going know if to happen. going to happen. We'll <laughs> see. can be tricky.
0: So, how did you end up at Mozilla?
1: Um, so before Mozilla, I used to work at Get Your Guide, and I think that was a great company to join at what, the time. That what was it called? Get, Get Your Guide.
0: Get Your Guide. Yeah,
1: Get Your Guide is a, is a, again, it's a tech company, but they're doing like tourist tech. So it's an app or website where you can just kind of go and book travel, book experiences. Um, it's a, it was a really like um, early startup when I joined, so when I joined, we were like 200 people, but within the four years that I've been with them, they grow up to more than 1,000, so which is a high-growth Yeah (laughs) Environment where one has to be bold and learn the skills of not being afraid of making a mistake and just do try new things Do this do that So it was a great place to work. However during corona times tourist industry was really majorly affected and um, then I kind of were thinking about new options and uh, got a recruiter message that was pretty appealing. And then, when they told that this is Mozilla, uh, I didn't hesitate to <laughs> apply for a job and actually
0: join Mozilla. Were you in the Canary Islands living there at the time?
1: No, I wasn't you... there in Berlin.
0: I have to go back to the Canary Islands thing because I'm just curious. Like, <laughs> why Why do you? I know it's beautiful. I mean, I've heard about it. It is. Why do you live there though? Like, why there instead of anywhere else in the world?
1: Uh, my husband is from there. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's. Uh... We have a little bit of mix in our family. <laughs> um, I have two daughters, and uh, neither of us in the family were born in the same place. So as you know, I'm Ukrainian. My husband was actually born in Venezuela, but from parents who are from Canary Islands, so he's technically Spanish, but if you're born in Venezuela, you always stay in Venezuela, I guess, or stay Venezuelan. Venezuela. My daughter was born in Barcelona, uh, Spain, and then uh, my second daughter was born in Berlin. So we, uh, yeah, we traveled around a little bit, and we are a very a mix of people here in our family as well. Uh,
0: if you prefer not to talk about it, we don't have to. But I, I, I must ask: like, how how is the war in Ukraine affecting you?
1: Um, it's been tough, of course. It's been it's been really challenging for the family, for friends, and um, there are some good stories in silver linings, some good stories because. Europe has offered a lot of support for Ukrainian refugees, especially Germany. For example, my mom, uh, since a year and a half, lives now in Berlin, so she's fully you know, supported and taken care of from German government. I really appreciate that because for her, being you know 75-year-old, you know, it's, it's kind of a different story. You cannot really do many things in your life. And so many people that are in her situation, they're afraid of change, afraid of travel, afraid of starting things somewhere else. So I guess, um, yeah, but I'm, I'm forever grateful to the German government to kind of taking care of her. Um, the people that I know personally, um, that studied with me back in Ukraine, many of them now live abroad in different places. Um, but I think maybe 90% of them want to return back. Um, it's when you have already built your life, you have, I don't know, you have everything. Ukraine was a great place to live essentially. There was a lot of opportunities, people traveled. Of course, maybe Ukraine is not as rich as the United States, but still the economy was booming, there are opportunities. Remaking your life again from scratch sounds tough. And even like if you're also in a situation where you have maybe financial stability, you were comfortable, then kind of starting this from scratch and there. Uh, and being a refugee, feeling that what you do you now? Do I learn language? Do I learn new skill set? What about my kids? What about my husband left there to probably die? So that's, that's, that's stuff. Um, but yeah, I'm grateful for support that people are giving and um, yeah, it's just uh, very sad that happens. So I had
2: kind of question about your, your team. So your team's remote international. Mm-hmm. And, you know, here in the States, there's an accounting crisis. So globally, there's an accounting crisis. Like, how are you staffing your team? Um, do polls, you holes? Are using automation or AI? How are you kind of running your day-to-day operations in light of talent shortages?
1: Oh, that's a great question. It's true. It's really hard to hire an accountant. Um, I guess our listeners, many of them are, are hiring or had this hiring experience. It's really hard to find talent around the world. Um, I have my experience in German markets, so even when we publish, um, a job offer is saying, okay, and this is Mozilla, they know that's a great company to work for with the values manifesto and we do offer great benefits and we do offer, I would say, probably above the market salary to join us, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's tough to do that. So the way we're doing it, um, yeah, it's again, posting on the job boards as usual, very traditional. We brought a recruiter from US to United, uh, from United States to Germany to actually help us recruit from in-house and transmit that values, Mozilla values and the motivation to the candidate directly versus going through a hiring agency. So that I think makes difference because we did hire some really good candidates. And then we also focus on um, high-skill roles because the way Mozilla accounting department is structured. We do have BPO services located in India, so those folks over there are real support for us. They're doing AP services, GL services, ER services, and we also have payroll, which is kind of outside of my team, but also there. Uh, so they're taking a lot of workload out of um, out of accountants that are located somewhere more closer to the you know Western world. They say so, and this way, um, you know, we kind of make up for that part of it because if an accountant is talented, they always want to progress. They always want to be a senior accountant and then accounting manager and so on. So they really want to move really fast forward in their position. So offering a workplace where people have meaningful jobs, where they really can see their impact is is the way to go now. And um, I don't want to say that the jobs of our colleagues back in India are not meaningful, they are, but they're also professionals that are just going to start in their career. They're out of university, they're just going to build their first experience. And I really hope that the way we are, the relationship kind of goes with Mozilla, because we treat them as our own team. They always say to us that they, we are their best customer. <laughs> uh, the the relations that we build with them help them to know more how their accounting functions and help them to grow in their careers. And I can give a positive example over there. Um, so basically, recently we promoted somebody to a senior accountant position in the BPO services, and that was unheard and unseen before. Because like, I think that ignited a lot of folks there. It's understanding that this is, this is a place where they can grow and that their work is appreciated. So That's, that's like, great. Yeah.
0: Wonderful. Well, Zenia, it has been a pleasure speaking to you. We have been talking with Zenia Tovchik. Head of Global Accounting Operations at Mozilla here at Sweetworld. Great to see you.
1: Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure.